Who's the man? <laughs> I was going to do something too. Oh, there you go. You can do it now. That's a song about my favorite Garvin. <laughs> Two by four Garvin? No, that's Ronnie. No, I know, I know. <laughs> Two by four Garvin starts with the Toms. The pr- the the best of the Pritchards, which probably isn't true. And that's when it goes into the breakdown version. I gotta tell you, former listener, returning listener, does not like load. Yeah, I don't blame her. <laughs> Do you know why that? I really didn't think we we're gonna start off with it. Let's start off with it. Um, I think I figured out why load is so bad. It's, it's, so- it's definitely not as good as this uh, mint Oreo cookie. Uh, Andy's chocolate, mint chocolate bar. I have. Mm. It's the, the the solos are really boring. Yeah, they're all like rainy day solos. Oh, now it's now it's time for the Andy Dalton. Yep, what's red on red? Um, a Kenny Wayne Shepherd song. Okay. Is that who sings Blue on Black? No idea. Uh, I figured you might know that because he plays guitar. No, but Lode's uh, guitar work is very boring. It's um, <laughs> usually because I do give Lode a listen every once in a while. I never go through with it today. Maybe it was just because the sun was shining. Maybe it was just a beautiful day to be alive and listen to load in your car. It was just hitting the spot for some reason today. Kirk and it was, an, it was annoying, Rachel, too, which is always fun. Kirk Hammett is a very limited guitar player. Like, he does a few little hot licks, and that's it. He's not even the best guitar player in Metallica. No, he's <laughs> he's never has been. Uh, he's, he's very limited, so the the losing down of Metallica from a metal band to like whatever 19, the late 90s wanted Metallica to be like was the only person that in the world that benefited from that was Kirk Hammett because he's like oh thank god <laughs> just hook up this wah pedal and you there is something to be said because I always thought that when bands play a little bit above their head not so much above their head that they're like sloppy like well, I mean, sloppy sloppy is the part I like like where they're just like not doing it but if they always played a little bit above their head they made you make some good stuff happen yeah like because maybe not on ride the lightning but like definitely on kill em all he's playing above his head well kill em all he really only does like a few couple like very basic um like pentatonic runs like it's 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 fast but it's not even as fast as dave mustaine played it and it's it's very dumbed down from what he played too. And Dave Mustaine is not by any means what I would call like a genius guitar player. He's just a, a fast pentatonic guy. He's, he's just piles. He just piles parts on top of parts. Yeah, and that's basically what he does in Kill 'Em All. But like Kill 'Em All is fucking riffs for days. Jump in the fire. That no is... remorse. What's today? I know this is a fluid question. What's the best Metallica album? 
in my opinion, the best Metallica album is probably Kill 'Em All. But in most people's opinions, it's either Ride the Lightning or Master of Puppets. So it's not Master of Puppets to me. I mean, the real answer is Ride the Lightning on 33. <laughs> bird again, my bird. Now I feel the pain. Yeah. It's really good. Kisses Lick em Up on 33 is Black Label Society. Lick it up. Lick it up. Can we just do oh. a version of Lick It Up as Black Label? I, I I did that for a project in college. Like one week, we had to record something and do something hilarious to it. So all I did was have the record uh, slowed out for that song, and I said it was Black Label Society instead of Kiss. And that was my assignment one week in college. Um, <coughs> fucking Load, on the other hand, Load is just like take the blue scale and then lock Metallica inside of a fucking. 18 wheeler trailer and drive them to somebody's house and make them write an album. They really like. <laughs> I think the Black Album's a bad album. But boy, they, <laughs> they did not. They went full speed ahead in that direction after that fucking record. Like, oh, we're going to make a lot of money doing this? Okay. We know how to do that. I, I think. The, I don't think Load sounds anything like the Black Album. It I think does, the Black Album is still heavy. It does. It's not. It doesn't sound anything like Load, but the direction, the difference between Injustice for All and the Black Album, and the difference between is big, is greater than the difference between the Black Album and Load. Yeah, because I don't love Ride. Uh, I don't love Injustice for All, but like, it's way better than the Black Album. Cause like, wow, this band sounds like they're going to be real shitty real soon. At least they didn't like, they ripped the bandaid off pretty quick. Like, Oh yeah, you're right. I don't know. It just for all is a a pretty great album. I'd probably put that number two in my opinion. Oh, that's a hard five. I go, I go kill them all. And justice for all master puppets, ride the lightning. If I gun to my head, ride the lightning, kill them all. Master of puppets. Saint Anger and Justice for All. Ugh. 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 Just the fact that that's on. Like, 2003 sucks. Nothing good from 2003 should be like greatest of all, of all time. Except for maybe <laughs> Bedouin versus Angle. What about Tom Brady? 2003 was the year they missed the Super Bowl. Okay, so is it. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, you're right. So you you remember Super Bowls differently than I do. Not that you're wrong. It's just two different ways to remember it. I remember it from well, two, 2003 is the, the is 2002 season. Wrong, two, two, yes, I, yeah. I realize that. I've I've pissed people off on Facebook before doing that, knowing full well the like they know full well the only reason I'm doing it is to piss them off. Well, like, oh, the Super Bowl in 2002, Patriots didn't make it. I'm like, actually, that Super Bowl was in 2003, and they're like. Fuck you, uh, fucking football. I'm just like, yeah. Well, it's, you're not, yeah. you're not gonna, you're you. not gonna have to worry about doing that anytime soon. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but on that note, let's we can transition into. Well, we'll go quickly because I'm sure everyone wants to hear BC Rich talk for an hour again. Um, 
We have resolved most BC Rich issues. And you're not going to like the answer for a lot of them. So it is a Tell me. It is a real 80s vintage BC Rich Warlock Platinum series with the parts yeah. that are on it are all original. That bridge is called a Bendmaster Bridge. <laughs> and as soon as Tim posted the picture of it, because he's like in some like real deep into it BC Rich Facebook groups, like people that worked on the line and stuff. And as soon as he posted it, like people were like had visceral reactions to the bridge. They didn't use puke emojis because they don't seem like the people who use emojis. Like someone posted they type out the word puke. Yes. Um, a pile of garbage was one of the things that they called it. Someone yep. asked, uh, someone responded to what does the fucking trem bar look like? And it looked like it was inside of the grossest kitchen I've ever seen in my life. And it was like, okay, this is what we're at. The so you know how your pet peeve with people who have Floyd Rose bridges is when they brick it in the back. Well, that bridge was made to only fucking release tension on the strings, not add it. <laughs> like, okay, cool. So I have a fucking strat, is what you're telling me. I have a floating strat. Yeah. yeah. Like, god damn it. So that's why it doesn't stay in tune. Well, it does now because I I set it up correctly. And um, a regular trem arm works. You just have to unfucking part. And I don't like the hell the way computer is going into dark mode. It's scaring me every five minutes. But a regardless, the um. So yeah, that was that. And then I'm like, you know what? I've had such a fucking go of it with this BC Rich. I'm I'm gonna buy myself a new guitar, like a new guitar that is complete. So I was looking at X Series Jacksons, something okay. that's like not too much money, but you probably get a little big bang for your buck if you're creeping up like in the seven hundreds. You should uh, get the Dave Davidson seven string. No. Fine, then get a Jackson Kelly. Yeah, that's Jackson Kelly in yellow. Yeah. That was, that was my there plan. You go. You'll never guess what happened today. Had a smooth $505 uh, car bill when I dropped it oh. off because I went to go do my rear brakes and they were drum brakes. So it looks like I won't be pre ordering that like, lime yellow Jackson Kelly anymore. That sucks. Yeah. That's like that's like the story of my 2010s, like the first part of my 2010s. Like, I would, like, want something, and then I would have, like, this stupid car bill, and then I'd have to wait a couple months, and then I'd get it. Yeah. I mean, I'll probably still make it happen. It's just like, I was just going to do it, like, tomorrow, probably. Maybe the day after. Like, you're just like, I was just finally going to decide to treat myself to it. No, no dice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry. You're, uh, I'm sorry to laugh at your misfortune. Oh no, my misfortune is uh, to be laughed at. I will not be offended if, if like, if some like real Pete Steele shit happens to me. It's kind of funny. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> hey Pete. <laughs> <laughs> 
He used to be your character, <laughs> and now he's my character. Aww. I mean, at least you're around, though. At least most listeners remember you, I think. <laughs> that was really... Do you remember what your job was? I have, I have no idea. What I think he was, was a beer tester, and he could never get home on time because he was too drunk to drive home, so he never got to see his family. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the backstory. Listener, tell us what you no tell us what you this. remember of Pete Steele's backstory. I think I got it kind of yes. close there, but he's a he's a blue collar man. Who takes the bus? We should name this episode "Ain't My Rich Bitch." (laughs) 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 So yeah, the other day I drove around and I listened to "Kill 'Em All," and I was like, "Fuck, this album pumps me up." And you drove around listening to "Load," and you're probably just like, "Yeah, this cardigan's kind (laughs) of." You're you're like the Hard Times article where the pump like gets comfortable like gets a bunch of comfortable clothes you know what i mean yeah i've been getting a lot of the the punk gets old articles sent to me by returning former listener lately <laughs> all because i want to listen to where yes record every now and then and that makes you old i guess so or at least a dork next time former returning listener uh gives you grief for that just be like all the yes album covers are brasky family photos we were looking at records on saturday and like find anything you like yeah but they're all yes records and you i don't think you want to listen to those and one of them i had which is a triple live album which you gotta love did you ever watch adventure brothers no not Uh, really the old guy on that's the reason I liked yes. <laughs> okay. I do. You're gonna you know how when I when I have to get up and get something, you talk and then I don't know what it is after. Oh, the the last time I uh the last time we did that I said some really hard shit about it. Did you? you? I was like I was like, John's a piece of shit. If you see him in real life, call him a cunt. <laughs> like I just said all this like still very silly. Yeah. Stuff. But no one did, so but I'm going to take off my sweatshirt, so you got a quick one. You ready? Okay. Okay. John with blonde hair reminds me of Jeremy Iron in uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Are you just naming Diehards? <laughs> I, said, I said John with blonde hair reminds me of Jeremy Iron in <laughs> Die Hard with a Vengeance. I, uh... Because it's it's tied back, so it looks almost like you have short yeah. hair. But I, yeah, I, I did. Were, were you on the Zoom call on Friday when I prematurely prematurely called Matt a hair coward? Yes, <laughs> and he had it tied back. Good yeah, stuff. I was drunk on that one. I wasn't drunk. I was the other thing. That's good stuff. Speaking of, yeah. is WrestleMania this weekend? No, next okay. Weekend. I was like, I just thought of that. Like, is it Easter goddamn weekend? <laughs> I I did get a YouTube advertisement for Easter. 
It's the first religious one I've had in a very long time. I'm just like, who gives a fuck about Easter? I like I like yeah. ham as much as the next guy. Honestly, it just falls in the middle of a lot of things. It's returning former listener and I's listen anniversary, and then it's returning former listener's birthday, and then it's my birthday. Like, I, who gives a fuck about Easter? Said baseball is coming back. You sure is. Basketball and hockey heading towards, towards the playoffs. There's a we got WrestleManias. You know, there's other yeah, things. Yeah, Easter going can on. suck my cock. Yeah, Easter. I don't even want to know her. <laughs> That's bad. Easter. I'm more of a Wester guy myself. No, no, no. We're done. <laughs> Easter. No, I prefer East Side. Stop it. <laughs> The famous rap uh, rock group no band from Worcester, Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone has any Eastside CDs, let me know. Nobody does. Listener, send Casaris pictures of you and your Eastside CDs. Nobody has them because everyone who bought an Eastside CD is now dead. I wonder if the singer's still alive. No. They're all dead. Every member of Eastside's dead? Every member of Eastside's dead, and so are all their fans. Uh, Steve Thompson's still alive. Is he, though? <laughs> He's dead inside. <laughs> uh, I, have, I, I, shipped, I shipped my uh, pickups back to Bare Knuckle. Uh, they received them a week ago. No updates. So. There's, <laughs> oh, look, not looking there's too a good folk. there. <laughs> fuck me look at these fucking pickups this fucking idiot sent back they fucking work and then wow that's fucking bizarre <laughs> uh yeah so i can't wait to have to rebuy the pickup that i already had installed in that guitar again i mean how long did you get it not that it should matter seven years ago yeah i mean a, good, a pickup shouldn't break in seven years but i feel like the that's just one of those things where they're going to be like, yeah, we'll ship you a new one with the old one. Good. After you like, buy the new one. I got the tone zone. I, I got the tone zone uh, in the Kramer, and that's okay, but it, it's just, I need something better in there. The uh, Gary Michael Kramer. <laughs> Gary yeah. Kramer. Not Gary Michael. Cream Petta. Cream Petta. It wasn't good, but you don't got to make me repeat it. No, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. No, I wanted you to repeat it though that time. Uh, oh, you just trying. Is, is, is that your version <laughs> of rubbing my face in it? I just wanted you to get stuck in that mud for a couple seconds. <laughs> but like, man. Having like the stock pickup in my vice, I'm like, this is this sounds fucking awful. But it doesn't really matter if they get back to me soon or not because uh, Elixir Strings has like a string sh- shortage and have for a while, so I haven't been able to get the gauge of strings that I use from them. So I just haven't bought strings in a while. I had like backup pe- sets that I restrung on my Kramer, and that's like I need to restring my other guitars and. I am SOL right now. St- Elixir has a string shortage? 
they're just not making a certain gauge that I use. Why, is it on the fucking Evergreen truck or something? I don't know, but they make they make the strings. They just haven't put them together for some reason. They like phased out that set for some reason because of the pandemic. They're only focusing on the heavies and the lights, and they're not making custom lights with the heavy bottom and the light top. That's stupid. I know, because that's the set I like. I'm like, finally, I found a set that I'm comfortable with. And for, like, almost a year now, I haven't been able to, get, to buy a pair. Well, I, I could, but they're, like, twice as, more, twice as much now on the, on the reseller market. And, like, I'm not doing that. Oh, is there... Out of principle. Nor should you. I mean, there, could you switch to a different brand for a little while? Well, that's the thing. I need to use elixirs because they coat the strings so I don't destroy them in 30 seconds. Fair enough. So that's why I use elixirs. And so I've been having a tough time with my strings for a while now. Like like my uh my Ibanez is still okay and the Kramer's good, but the other two guitars really need a restring. But I also need to get my fucking pickup back before I restring it. Because I'm not Well luckily that's coming a from a different country, so yeah. It's uh It's been rough go of it for for guitar stuff, I guess. Yeah. Having a having a hard guitar year. Even um, like you know, they're not making the strings, fucking every pedal is a million dollars. Everything's everything's sell, sold out. Everything's expensive. I don't care about pedals or any of that shit anymore. I have what I need. I'm done. I'm I think I'm done with guitars and pedals and amps. That makes sense. You're probably not done with guitars, but... I mean, I bought back the guitars that I wanted, and now I'm just kind of like, eh, I'm good with these four. Seven strings, and I'm good with the four, six strings that I have, and I'm good with the the bass. I might get a new bass, like a five-string, but that's about it. That's a guitar. Yeah, but then you'll see an acrylic warlock or mockingbird or something and be like, well, okay. If the, if they're cheap enough, I yeah. Only if they're cheap enough, though. But <laughs> pedals, you don't care because you have a computer. Live show, you're a man of that's more of practicality as far as the gear you use as opposed to someone like me who wants it to be obnoxious looking, too. <laughs> I'm, like uh, the, I'm like the Randy Savage of playing shows. And you're like the Harley Race of playing shows. I wouldn't say Harley Race. I didn't couldn't uh, think of someone efficient. I'm, I'm trying to think of someone who just has what they have. I'm I'm more of like a Steve Austin. I would say. <laughs> Like you kick like, and you I, kick and punch. I but... switch it up a little bit every once in a while, but for the most part, you're just getting black boots, black trunks, and a black leather vest. <laughs> once you hear the glass, I've arpeggioed your ass. Woo! Woo! Yeah, that's, that's what I was summoning in my head, but... You know. I, know, I mean, you pretty much did the same thing, but I wanted to do it, too. It sounded like fun. So, uh, I have a question for you. 
Um, I got three of these bad boys. These are Red Sox starting lineups on card. Okay. Do, do I just crack them open right now? Rip them open. Rip them open, All save right. the card. This is the Nomar Garcia Parra. Nomar. 1999 Ooh. starting lineup. Right before We've the turn of the century. Forever, but the card is kind of shitty, so I'm just opening these up. Fuck it. I'd rather have them loose. Yeah, they're much better loose. I, I think I opened all of the ones I got the same day I got them. And, of course, I've got the card. I've got the card. Dun, dun, boom, boom. Go over here. So, figure of you of Nomar Garcia Parra. It does kind of look like him a little bit. They did, they did a pretty good job with these later ones. I don't like think the, I remember any of the later ones. The uniform has, is good enough to where you get the, the blue outline on the Red Sox and then the red interior, whereas the old ones, they were really, like, smudgy. You know what I mean? You could really only get, like, red or blue. You couldn't get, like, two colors, but these are clearly stepped up their... Clearly stepped up their, their paint uh, manufacturing abilities. I'm, on st- I'm going to buy a starting lineup figure right now. All right. This is Nomar's fourth year. What positions should I start? I'm gonna, okay, this is how I'm going to do it, because, because I'm obviously not going to have it in time for opening day, because that's tomorrow. <laughs> and I, I didn't buy any last week after I realized that. So what am going to do? I'm going to build a starting nine by purchasing one on the podcast every episode for the next nine weeks. Okay, there you go. That's a good bit. I like yeah, it. Good bit. Um, where, where, where do we start? Catcher. Catcher? Okay. Starting lineup, catcher. If you don't get Tony Pena, then I don't know what you're doing. You're I mean, wasting your time. I mean, right here. Mike, Mike Scotia? Let's sort from lowest. Right now, I'm opening up my John Valentin 96. Uh, it was very oranged over, so I don't mind opening this one up. But these cards are kind of... They're pretty good. Like, they get an outliner on the player on Nomar's, like, John Valentin. They have, like, swinging stars for some reason and really big print. That kind of stinks about it. And the back of the card just has, like, all of their stats and nothing else. Like, a lot of blank space. I feel like the back the back of most cards had more uh, typing going on. Here's I, way. I found the best catcher, and I was hopefully hopefully it's also the the cheapest one. Well, it's the second cheapest one, but it's also the one I would get. And as of right now, I am going to not add the protection plan because that's no, ridiculous. And my 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 baseball team has acquired. The greatest catcher of all time, Ivan Pudge Rodriguez. Okay, I could I could accept that. I've also would have taken Mike Piazza. Mike Piazza was right next to him. Mike Piazza noted he was a uh, always considered a closeted gay man. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, teach like dudes, whatever. Teach their own. Yeah. But now Movon is out of his package. Mo's probably the best of the three. Most 
realistic. Uh, they kind of got a swing pretty well. I always thought I, my my swing was very similar to Movon's, except I kept my hands lower. You had a nice compact. You were like a rock hitting a home run. I had a I had a home run swing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to th- I'm trying to think of a better way to describe it other than Movon with lower hands. Like Movon kind of held his hands a little high, but like he had like his shoulder tucked in, so it was like that. But my mind was like down. He's like, but he always, he always was like real compact at the plate, and when he fully extended, the ball went real far. Yes, and that's where we were similar. I love him, Ovan. I wish his figure would be a little heavier. <laughs> it is, it is kind of. He, he's in Mo great Vaughn. shape with the figure. Movon, not a thin man. No, he's a thick boy. Well, um. We'll 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 figure out what position to do next week. So far, I have Ivan Rodriguez. So, yep. What team was he on at that time? Was he on uh, the Detroit? This is a Cleveland? Texas. This is a Texas oh, Rangers. Texas Rangers. That's who it was. Yeah. Yeah. This is. He's probably on the Rangers for the entire run of the starting lineups. Honestly. Yeah. He was on the Rangers for a long time. That's when he was played his best baseball. But he's. He's probably the best catcher of all time. Uh, trying to think. I mean, definitely. As, I mean, as far as who who else would you consider? I can think of a lot of that can hit that were terrible defensive catchers. Uh, I have one other person that I have in mind. You wouldn't put Veritek up there? No. Veritek is good. He's yeah. good he's good enough to be like, but he's a he's a locker room guy more than he is like a really good catcher. Fair. I would put Yadier Molina in the way ahead of him. But he's I'm, still I'm playing. To, I was trying to think of standout catchers besides Mike Piazza and Tony Pena and, and Ivan Rodriguez. And I really can't. I'm really having a hard time thinking of like Great I mean, catchers. Jorge Posada. I was going to say, I was. he just came to mind, but then I was just like, eh, but he wasn't really that great. Not really, no. Um, he was your average catcher. He was your average catcher on a good team. He could hit really well. Yeah. Um, I mean, we got to go, we could go farther back than the 80s too, but like, um, who's the idiot that was on the Yankees? The fucking... He's really probably the answer, but I never saw him play, so I can't say it. He's the guy that was in the Affleck commercial. Fuck me. Affleck commercial? Yeah. Greatest Yankees catchers of all time. This is the Googling podcast. Catchers. Yogi Berra. That's the who I was looking for. Okay. <laughs> Yogi Berra. I didn't realize he was a catcher. Mm-hmm. I, I knew he played baseball, and he, he was known, well most known for his quotes, but I had no idea he was a catcher. I didn't know what position he played at all. Johnny Bench, also another catcher that I was trying to think of. Like, let's see what Google says when I say greatest catcher of all time. 
Not just Yankee. Like, yeah, greatest catchers in MLB history. Do I get? Johnny Bench, Ivan Rodriguez, Yogi Berra, Mike Piazza, Carlton Fisk. That's also a good one. Gary Carter. That's it. Get yourself a little Carlton Fisk. Maybe he can get. Maybe he has a White Sox one when he was first baseman on the White Sox, huh? Huh? Roy Campanella. Yadier Molina. Buster Posey. He won an MVP. But yeah. Jason Kendall. This this list. Brian McCann. He's not. Russell Martin. Come on. Jason Veritek. We finally got to Tech. There are definitely Carlton Fisk starting lineups. White Sox or Red Sox? White Sox. Is he playing catcher or is he playing... Uh... He's played catcher. Ooh. They're the extended yeah. series. 12 bucks on eBay. Oh, man. I fucked up. I should have got a Carlton Fisk starting lineup figure. Especially... It's in 1993. He's, he's pulling the mask off. He's, like, standing up like this and just pulling, like, the catcher's mask off. Do I buy there's two... Also, there's an 88 one where he's uh, swinging a bat. But he's hmm. also on the White Sox in that one. Maybe I should look up who, instead of just looking up catchers, I should be looking up who who plays the position. <laughs> Maybe I just pick, pick catchers. Next, yeah, next week, what position are you going to pick? I was just about to, say, to ask you that. Well, these are cheap. I I mean, you pick the position, I'll pick the I'll pick the player. All right. Next week. Shortstop. Shortstop. Okay. I mean, I know what I'm going to be looking for, but Yeah, you have a week to think about it now, so get back to me and then next week. I mean, then we can talk about the greatest player at the position. We're talking baseball. Starting lineup figures. <laughs> baseball. No more and move on. <laughs> Carl's a drinker. Remember that thing? Like, he got, like, blackout drunk and drove his truck into a cornfield or something like that, and cops found him? Nope. Yeah, I think that was, like, f- six or seven years ago. Maybe even longer. Or maybe shorter. Who knows? Carlton Fisk had a real good DUI. You know who didn't get a DUI? It was fucking Johnny Damon. Even though the cops pulled him over and he was very drunk. No. Oh. He was like, and he was like, I'm a Trump supporter. Blue lives matter. <laughs> fucking clown. Johnny Damon's a clown. Was it Todd Hundley who got a DUI sitting in his truck at a rest stop scratching scratch tickets? <laughs> He was on the he was on the Rockies for sure. This was like 2010 or 11 or 12 or something like that. And it's just this millionaire playing scratchers in his car drunk <laughs> in Colorado. I think it was for some reason I want to say it was Todd Hundley. Nothing. I'm I'm looking this up because I can look this up. Yeah, we have we got internet. 
at the tips of our goddamn fingers. Not show it up in the. Okay, it might not be Todd Hundley, Rockies. Yeah, it's player. It's not showing up for Todd Hundley. Scratch tickets. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Rockies player scratch tickets. News. Oh, come on here. Yeah. Come on now. Rockies they scrubbed it. Rockies player truck truck scratch tickets shows up. Oh, there's a truck scratch ticket. <laughs> Rockies player truck DUI. Truck DUI scratch tickets. Todd Helton. Todd Helton. Todd Helton. Think this other people have done the exact moves that I did because every word I added had the word scratch tickets at the end. He was yeah, sentenced was, to uh... jail. Wow. 2019 DUI? This had to have, uh, the one I'm thinking of was before it. Okay, details emerge in DUI case involving Rocky star Todd Helton, February 7th, 2013. Let me see if I can... Helton's admission occurred during the booking process. Helton made spontaneous statements about drinking two igloo cups of red wine at 8 p.m., according to the police report. At 2.08 a.m. Wednesday, an officer responded to a call from a driver that a black pickup truck was weaving on Colorado Boulevard and had struck a median. The officer located the vehicle soon at a gas station. The officer made, first made contact with Helton, 39, when he walked out of the gas station holding his wallet, chewing tobacco, and lottery tickets. <laughs> the officer detected a strong odor of alcohol. That's all we need. I'm so happy that the details that I remember of that story are mostly correct. I do not remember it being red wine, though. Let's see if Todd Helton has a starting lineup figure. I doubt it if it was 2019. It was, 20, it was, it was 2013 at 39. 39, 13, 2003, he was... Hmm. He, he just may. Um, we got the McFarlane. 2004 McFarlane MLB Series 9, Todd Helton. Oh, starting lineup, Todd Helton. Oh, one fifty on eBay. What's shipping? Twenty. One dollar fifty cents. Yeah. God. Starting lineup: two classic doubles, fourteen fifty. You got Todd Helton and Mark McGuire, fourteen fifty free shipping. Does it come with cards? The cards are important to me. It does not, but that is a Todd Helton. I really want a massive collection of baseball starting lineup figures. They're so fucking cheap. <laughs> and they have them for everyone that I remember. Like, I don't really need to branch too far out from uh, the Red Sox. Like, there might be a few that I want here and there, but I'm basically just sticking it to sticking with local sports stars. Like, I want to go to Celtics next, and then Patriots after that. Probably not a lot of meat on the Patriots bone. 
You get a lot of Drew Bledsoe's every year. Yeah, I guess it did get to Bledsoe made that. Some Steve Grogan. Maybe some Ben Coates. I wonder what Patriots ones there are. <laughs> I could do... Patriots would probably be the only thing I would do if I was to ever do football. But baseball and basketball, like I like the players from the whole league so much, especially from the eras that those figures came out. Here's here's a good one. Uh, 1990 rookie Doug Flutie. Oh, Patriots. Fuck me. Uh, you got True Bledsoe, obviously. Uh, yep, get a Ben Coates. So far, you were dead on with that. Um, get a Stanley Morgan. I don't, I don't even know who that is. Tight end. Uh, get a Marion Butts. John Stevens. Jesus. Uh, Hartley Dykes. Is it Hartley or Hart? <laughs> Space Lee. Art Space Lee. Space okay. Dice. Good for them. Uh, I'm just like, it's all Ben Coates and, and uh, fucking Drew Bledsoe. What guys try to sell is Doug Flutie for 90 and it's all oranged out. Like, dude, there's no way you're getting what you think you're, you're getting for well, take a look around. There's there's a true blood so in a in a way jersey going for ninety nine cents. <laughs> like, take a look around at some of these prices. The tougher you're fucking. Oh, there's a Tom Brady custom. So, so, sorry. So get this. Someone decided to make a Super Bowl thirty six Tom Brady custom starting lineup. Put it in the packaging. Guess what they're trying to sell it for? Twenty seven hundred dollars. $235. Oh, they'll probably get that if it's good. No, they, no, they won't. There's no way. People are dumb. This, the, the, people are dumb, but this is garbage. Uh, yeah, so many Ben Coates. It's how you celebrate the goat. Some people try to sell a Hartley Dykes for $30. Like, it's probably, <laughs> it's probably been up there for two years. Yeah, like I'll I'll get one of these Drew Bledsoe's for three ninety nine. You know, there's plenty of those. God, ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. What people are trying to get for those? Yeah, I just scrolled down pretty far from them because it was they were buried inside of the, all the the one dollar and two dollar fucking figures that are for sale. Well, of which there are plenty of. Yeah, I feel like I just want to do starting lineup and start from the lowest price plus shipping. <laughs> Um, you know, after after did, I did after I, I'm cried broke because I couldn't buy a guitar. Let's spend a thousand dollars on starting lineup figures. I you might be able to get five hundred starting lineup figures for a thousand dollars if you played your cards right. If you found the right person, yeah. But like, I don't know if you'd get a five hundred if you if you had to spread it out to multiple sellers. You'd easily get two hundred. Yeah, I have a thousand starting lineup figures now. <laughs> I've flown off the handle. <laughs> like this I is no longer a healthy a healthy uh, interest. I have six Red Sox, and then I have the 
McFarlane's uh, Paul Pierce and, and uh, LeBron James. Also, LeBron James, sports fig- Boston sports figure now. Also, and <laughs> NAACP so Athlete of the Year. Uh, you know about LeBron being part owner of the the Red Sox now, right? He was he was um in their sports group forever, anyways. Yeah. So whatever. That's pretty, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> Suck it, Yaki. <laughs> Am I allowed to say shut up, LeBron? But I want him to speak up on issues of race. But I want him to shut up about literally everything else. <laughs> what do you want him to shut up about? His team, how good he is at basketball. Like, I'm not even, like, debating that. He's really good at basketball. He's a freak. Yeah. Yes. He's probably the best basketball player of all time. I still go Jordan. I still do, too, but, like, Jordan... Where Are we having a honest-to-God LeBron versus MJ debate? All right. <laughs> it's all, first one it's all culminating to this moment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we finally is it, and every time you hear a, a Michael Jordan versus LeBron James debate, a sports talk angel gets their wings. <laughs> <laughs> it only took us 109 episodes I know. to get here. <laughs> uh, but LeBron James is like a freak. His body type and how good he is at basketball will probably never ever happen again. Michael Jordan yeah. just literally hated everyone else that played basketball in a different uniform. <laughs> like he hated man. them so much that he wanted to beat them and if he didn't beat them he had to gamble to to win something later that day but it had to be a certain amount of money i think if he liked you he wanted to beat you and if he didn't like you he wanted to beat you yes i just think he was addicted to beating people he's addicted to not losing yes he's like bono and, and, in that episode of south park Let's let's be real here too. The only reason there are two three peats is that he wasn't playing those couple of years, and so there wasn't a fourth year on that thir- first run. And it was two years in between, so he, in theory, would have won eight championships in a row. Well, he was back for that second year, though. That's what I'm saying. So they didn't win that year with him back. And, he also- and I think that had more to do with him being away. Oh yeah, if he had come back earlier, he because he came back late in the season too. The 45 year? Yes. 45 and 23. Because the 45, because they, they couldn't unretire his number. What the dumb shit is that? Jordan just wanted to get one quick fucking half year of uh, half year selling that 45 jersey. And guess what? I, yes. I want one now that we're talking about it. And I don't even love Michael Jordan. <laughs> but like, he, he only, they only didn't win because he was away when he came back and he didn't have his legs under him yet. But the next year, they won immediately again. So they went right back to it. I'm willing to say that the year he left, like it didn't play basketball at all, had he just stuck around and played that year, they would have just won again. Yeah. Were the Knicks going to beat him? No. No. Are the Suns going to beat him? No. Are the Rockets <laughs> going to beat him? Probably not. Yeah. Um, so, who is it better? But like that next year, we'll, 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 cut, we'll cut the... The streak down the middle right there. After four years, they lose, and then they go on another three-peat. So I want to say, I want to say Jordan would have had seven. If Jordan had ever lost in the finals, ever, the Bulls would still be winning championships because he would never let anyone ever remember that he lost that finals. 
Um, like Scotty Pippen would be still like he'd be like the assistant coach with a with the with the jersey <laughs> underneath. He'd be like, "Who's the catcher? Oh, I wish I had the catcher from Major League in starting lineup." Uh, what's his uh uh? Why do I? Th- why am I thinking of Berenger? Tom Berenger. Oh, that's his name. I forget his name in Major League. I also know is that he went in and he he took a he took an inside pitch right off the shoulder. No, that was uh that was Roger Dorn. That was a third baseman. The catcher was the coach at that. Roger point. Dorn and then Ro- wasn't the Roger Roger Dorn was the owner who became who who was the third baseman of the first movie, whose wife Charlie Sheen messed around with. I remember that. Yeah, and in the second movie, he's the owner. Who then activates himself to play and sells his team back to the evil lady. So he's just like a shitty player that they're not playing, but he owns part of the team, so that's the only reason he's still there. And then Tom Berenger says, this guy used to throw inside to you. Lean into one. So he pinch hits him, and then he fucking gets up there and just takes one right in the back and goes down to first base, and then they pitch run for him. Which is the exact scenario happened to me when I was playing high school baseball, and people called me Roger Dorn after that. <laughs> oh, so that's why you know it's scene by scene? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that we don't have in common is me being a part owner of a baseball team because I'm so rich. Well, all I gotta do is be a physical freak and play basketball, and next thing you know, you'll own part of the Red Sox. <laughs> There is a pathway to that now. You're not wrong. The NAACP's uh, Black Athlete of the Year now owns a small piece of historically the most racist baseball franchise in the history of sports. <laughs> that's why I was like, suck it, Yaki. The, <laughs> yeah, the, the only place that wouldn't that uh, black free agents wouldn't come to because they didn't want to get called slurs any more than they already had in the stadium. Jesus. But yeah, I go Jordan too. <laughs> what about Kobe and uh, LeBron? And then LeBron. Yeah, I I go LeBron too. Kobe's like as good as as good as Akeem Olajuwon, except Akeem Olajuwon didn't rape anyone. <laughs> like if Ric Flair Kobe. died in that plane crash, would he have only had one wife? I don't know. Do you get Instagram ads with Ric Flair peddling small macaroons? Uh, no, but I know other people have. And uh, there was actually a review of those little snack uh, treats. Little woo bites or something uh, on, dumb like that? Yeah, Wrestling With Regret reviewed them. <laughs> oh, really? I hate when he yeah, reviews things like that, seriously. Yeah, he... he, he uh, one of them tasted just completely like clay, he said. Or like, uh, yeah, like Play-Doh. And then there were others that he said were that tasted okay. But I guess you have to get them... Uh, you have to get them, like, as a set. Yeah, I, don't, I won't. So you have to get the shitty ones in there. So, like, just Ric Flair, like, signing on with a local baker... Yeah, I guess this whoever it was was just like, yeah, let's sign on. Like nobody's buying these things, so let's 
get a celebrity let's to get, advertise our shit. Let's get Ric Flair to put a robe on. Yeah. <laughs> we'll pay Ric Flair $10,000, and then hopefully we'll make that money back and, and a lot more. And if they get the guy from Wrestling with Regret to uh, to make a YouTube video about them, I'm sure they've sold tons of them. <laughs> oh, I mean Ric Flair. Ric Flair. That's what I Do mean. you think that Hulk Hogan and Titus O'Neil are hosting WrestleMania so Hulk Hogan can try to sabotage the main event and Titus O'Neil interferes and punches him? I think they're having... A USA Network Day with Titus and a Fox Network that Day. That sounds Hulk about Hogan. right. <laughs> like, like Fox has Fox is the show with the guy who's got the Nigerian prince and the accent and the spear. And Hogan slams him, and then blows his nose with his country's flag. Clean up, you know, you know <laughs> classic Hogan shit. <laughs> For some reason, he has his face painted like a like a baseball player. Uh, like a uh, what's his face? Uh, what's the name of that character? Uh, Abe player. Knuckleball Schwartz. Yes. For some reason, Hogan has his face <laughs> painted like Abe Knuckleball Schwartz, and he rubs his face in the Nigerian national flag and, that he's got out there, and and then like Apollo Cruz goes to wave it around a couple seconds later, and it's all. Then he goes to he, he grabs his spear. He's like. This is Kamala's spear. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not and hot. Then, and then he has a monster truck fight with Apollo Cruz on the roof of the building. Apollo Cruz, Apollo Cruz, <laughs> yeah, the roof of the fucking yeah, the Raymond James. They just completely, <laughs> they completely redo the Giant vs. Hogan in WCW. It's like Grand yes. Theft Auto. <laughs> <laughs> like, Apollo Crews starts smoking on screen. They, he signs with AEW. Hogan just Hogan throws him off the pirate <laughs> ship. I, I love how they're like, no, we're doing the pirate thing again. Yeah. You have to save all the graphics from last year. Shouldn't have never fucking had it last year. Yeah, last year was painful, but at least they did the right thing and kept it indoors. And I'm yeah. still shocked that they didn't try harder to do it outside. <laughs> um, so I guess there's going to be 25,000 fans there per night. I was going to say I can't believe it, but that's not true. Yeah, I mean, I guess we're going to just watch a regular-ass WrestleMania. I, I'm thinking they're gonna have like the the cardboard cutouts there too, to make it look more filled, like in the upper areas, like like how the Super Bowl did it, basically. Um, yeah, they did have the Super Bowl did look okay. I mean, it still looked a little weird, but yeah, oh fucking no. So I think that's what they're gonna do. They're gonna jam pack all the people together on like one side of the stadium. I think, and they're gonna, or the yeah, they'll they'll jetpack everybody on one side of the stadium and then tarp off the rest like it's an episode of SmackDown. Are they doing any of the indie shows around there? Might as well, might as well uh, just like make it a legit super spreader event. 
I know AEW is doing a house show that weekend. Good? I don't know. Like their first house show ever. I feel like AEW running a show during WrestleMania is like something they should stay away from. Don't do the Ring of Honor yeah, shit. Th- that's not. They they even said that it would be cheesy if they did it. Like, but I guess that was back when, you know, they cared about those things. They they cared about not being presented as cheesy. What's been? Which was, I guess, I, I guess everything pre them deciding to have an exploding barbed wire. <laughs> that's like match. literally the death of the company. I feel like that's like their first like mortal sin. Like if they're cat, that's their first death. That's one life is gone. Eight more. So they have eight more. Eight more. In WWE, I mean, who knows how many how many cats have they gone through? I mean, there was Ernest Miller. There was Ernie Ladd. Ernie Ladd. I the Jerry Lawler's wife. Jerry Lawler's wife. Um. Cat Williams was a raw guest host. I think like she was the third one we got to. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this guy, I, there has to be at least one more. Uh, fucking. Cat. 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 Lena Weinrexer. I'm a cat man. Yeah, it's Canton Zaro, not Canton Zaro. <laughs> Listener, there's got to be. Think of any, I can't think of any of the cats. Um, cool cats. Oh, Battle Cats. Battle Cat was a. Re- Battlecat was a was shitty Battle mass Cat? wrestler in the like the new generation, wasn't he? I think Jesus, I probably wasn't um, watching at that point. Who was Battlecat? I think it was spelled with a K too. They love those K cats. Battlecat. Oh, you just Dean R. Peters. Dean. RP. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I was definitely uh, on to bigger and better things at this point. Some real bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, but those are, those are early 90s. Uh, yeah, that seems like it would be like a 94 when I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to commit myself to baseball. And then baseball goes and strike. And I'm just like, uh, what the then fuck Abe do Knuckleball I do? Schwartz is like, I'm here for you. <laughs> yeah. Have I told you about my buddy Pat? Good good jokes. Good jokes. We're uh, creeping up again to the end. Yeah. Are we? How we feeling about uh, a? I say we play the same. I say we get get some run out of uh, the Midnight Express theme song. I would like to also take the time to say, "Good job getting that done. It came out really good." I like that cowbell. Uh, 
Yeah, I didn't do all the synths because it was just like most, mostly just like long notes being held out. So it's like, no, you did ah, the right amount. It. I'm not doing it. Pretty much, if you got to pass the then you pretty much like you, you know where to end it. <laughs> <laughs>